welcome to Dig Deep. My name is Jess, and I am so glad that you're listening. If it's your first time, I want to let you know that this episode is going to be a little bit different from the other episodes. I'm going to be totally honest and just let you know that even as I'm recording this, there is a thunderstorm outside. You may hear some of it in the background, and normally I wouldn't record in an environment like that, but it seems fitting and appropriate because the last few weeks have been a little bit of a storm in my life and in my heart. And leading up to a few weeks ago, I was doing pretty good. I was feeling good about life and feeling excited about the future. And several things sort of crashed in around me, some grief from something in the past that I thought I had grieved fully crept back in and took a hold on my heart and some fears and concerns about the future crept in at the same time. And I felt like I crashed. I was experiencing and still am struggling with anxiety and some feelings of depression And it's been a rough couple weeks. My husband, who you met in the last series, has been wonderful and is amazing and is patient with me and an encouragement to me. But it's been one of those seasons of life that is a little stormy. And what's funny is I actually really like thunderstorms in general. I I have since... I don't know about when I was really little, I was probably afraid of them then, but at some point I developed an affection for them and I really enjoy sitting inside um, in a thunderstorm or maybe even getting caught in a thunderstorm from time to time. But I've always experienced thunderstorms, for the most part, from the safety of a warm home built on a solid foundation where I've been able to enjoy it from the comfort of inside, or even if I get caught in it, know that there's that place to retreat to. Growing up, I was one of five kids. I'm one of five, and my family did a lot of camping. That was our primary vacation growing up. And I will tell you that as much as I enjoyed thunderstorms, thunderstorms when you're camping can also be very cool, but not when they happen when you're setting up camp. And there were several times where we arrived at the campsite. We did several road trips and arriving at the campsite, it was bedtime already, past bedtime, and the rain would start to fall. And it was that question of, okay, if we don't set up camp now, then there's a chance all seven of us are going to be sleeping in the van together, which would be miserable. And so let's let's see if we can pull it together. Everybody, all hands on deck. Let's get camp set up as fast as we can. And there were there was at least once where I thought for sure we were all just going to wash down the mountainside because it was a scramble just to try to get tent pegs in the ground and try to get things set up as the weather got worse and worse. And that's more how I feel in this season of life. You know, this whole podcast is titled Dig Deep after a passage in Luke 6, where Jesus talks about the person who comes to him, listens to him, obeys his teaching, and he describes the picture of someone digging down and laying the foundation for their home on solid rock. And that's what we aim to do 
in this podcast is to look at God's word and ask how can we build our lives around the truth here so that, and this Jesus goes on to say, so that when the storms come rolling in, the house stands firm and doesn't fall. And I will be honest that I feel more in the last couple weeks, I feel less like a sturdy home planted on the rock and more like someone scrambling to set up camp in the midst of the unknown when the storm is rolling in. There have been days where the sorrow that's in my heart, the way that David says in Psalm 13, that this sorrow is just aching in his bones. And he says, Lord, give light to my eyes. And I felt that, like that storm that's so dark and so, so violent that you can't even see your hand in front of your face. And all you can do is try to cling to the truth that you know and move forward. The past couple of weeks have been hard and and today we... My husband and I attended the funeral of a friend who left the earth way too young and it was very much a shock, lots of confusion and pain. And the storm is raging on in my heart and in my mind. And so this is a place where we we strive to be real about life, but also real about the hope that we have in Jesus. And there is hope in Jesus. But I want you to know if you're listening to this, and again, I know this is kind of an abnormal episode. Normally, we'll try to tell fun stories and, and draw truths from scripture that, that spur us on and inspire us. And today, I hope that if you're listening, and there is a storm going on in your life, that you will just hear that there are others who are going through it too and that some seasons are stormy. And the title of this episode is Do the Next Thing. We posted this poem on the website last week, but this poem has gotten me through, has been one of the things that has helped me through some some of my stormier seasons of life. And it's an anonymous poem and simple, but I want to read it to you. From an old English parsonage down by the sea, There came in the twilight a message to me. Its quaint Saxon legend, deeply engraven, hath, as it seems to me, teaching from heaven. And on through the hours the quiet words ring, like a slow inspiration. Do the next thing. Many a questioning, many a fear, many a doubt, hath its quieting here. Moment by moment, let down from heaven, time, opportunity, guidance are given. Fear not tomorrow's child of the king. Trust them with Jesus. Do the next thing. Do it immediately. Do it with prayer. Do it reliantly, casting all care. Do it with reverence, tracing his hand, who placed it before thee with earnest command. Stayed on omnipotence, safe neath his wing. Leave all resultings. Do the next thing. Looking to Jesus, ever serener, working or suffering be thy demeanor. In his dear presence, the rest of his calm, the light of his countenance be thy psalm. Strong in his faithfulness, praise and sing. Then, as he beckons thee, do the next thing.
So I don't know whether the storm in your life is anxiety or deep sorrow, depression, if it's grief over loss, if it's fear of the unknown, fear of the future, if it's a cloud of doubt that's haunting you, doubt about God, his existence, his goodness, eternity, his love for you, whatever the storm is, the cloud that's making it hard to see, there are some seasons where we run and the light is on our faces. And then there are some seasons where we can hardly see the next step. Maybe that's all we can see. And as the poem says, Jesus is beckoning you. Just do the next thing. He is with you, even if it doesn't feel like it. And whether the next thing is putting your feet on the floor in the morning, which I'll be honest, has been a struggle for me some mornings the last few weeks. Or if it's the simple things of life, like going to work, packing your kids' lunch, or keeping that date with a friend instead of canceling it, making dinner for your family. And certainly, some of the hardest things to do in these seasons, the next things to do, are, as it says in the last stanza, to pray, to praise, and to sing. And David says the same thing at the end of Psalm 13. He's crying out, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will this enemy, my enemy, triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But then David says, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. And I know from those first four verses from David that those last two verses were not easy for him to write. He's not standing in the sunshine saying, I just trust the Lord. He's wonderful. I praise him. Those are very intentional choices he's making. Those are the next things that God has put before him to choose to do in the midst of his sorrow, in the midst of his storm. And he's put the same things in front of me every day to spend time in the word, to pray and not to hold anything back, but to be honest with God. For me, praying out loud is, is pretty essential. I've really learned this most in the darker seasons of my life where my mind is so distracted by so many things, so many worries, so many fears. And then a voice in my head that says, you know, you shouldn't worry and you shouldn't be afraid. And my time with the Lord can get muddled and confused. But it's when I speak out loud to the Lord, fully honest about what I'm experiencing, what I'm thinking. Those are the prayers. Those are the times of prayer 
that can bring peace. And choosing to sing. I'm not a singer. I married an incredible singer who blesses the world with his music. But there is something powerful in singing for all of us, whether you're a singer or not. And there has been peace singing in the midst of the storm. I don't feel like singing. Sometimes I do, but not in the midst of the storm. But it can bring peace. My desire is to have a foundation that is laid on the solid rock of Jesus, one that can stand strong through the storms of this life. But in the midst of the storm, I can't help but feel weak when the future is unclear and pain and sorrow creep in when grief is powerful sometimes what he's calling us to do is to just call out to him and do the next thing. So again, I know that this is a little bit of a different episode, but like all our episodes, we want to end with a try it today, something that you can apply. And so if you are in the midst of a storm, if it's grief or anxiety or fear, or depression that has crept into your bones and has made it, has made the whole world feel dark. I'd encourage you to reread the words of that poem. You can find them on the website. And to each day, through prayer, ask Jesus to help you see the next thing. What's the next thing? And walk with him through the days until the storm relents. And if you're listening and you are enjoying a storm-free season of life, rejoice and use this time, as we say in the podcast, to invest richly in the foundation, to dig deep and spend time in the word, building that foundation for when the storm does come. And if there's someone in your life who is in a season, a dark season, be an encouragement to them. Come alongside them as they do the next thing. I know the people in my life who are doing that for me are the hands and feet of Jesus in my life. So thanks so much for listening. And I know we don't normally do this on the podcast, but I would like to pray God, I pray for anyone who's listening right now who is facing a storm in their life where the dark clouds have rolled in and there's fear and there's sorrow. Please walk with us, Jesus. We know that you do. Sometimes it's hard to see your face. Sometimes it's hard to feel you. Please make yourself known to us. And please make the next steps clear. For what's the next thing? We love you, Jesus. And we know that it's only on you that our lives can be built 
on a solid foundation. Thank you for your love and the sacrifice that you gave of your own life so that we could experience life and freedom from death. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you back again next week.